A good conversation can shift the direction of change forever. Would you leave it to chance? Join the authors of Design to Change and explore this series of conversations with designers and event owners. Driven by the need and conversations with event owners and event designers who use the event canvas around the world, this series explores the depths of conversations to elevate your abilities to look and act beyond the now. Episodes are hosted by Rude Janssen, Rul Friesen, Dennis Lehrer and Paul Rukens, with illustrious changemakers, designers and pioneers in the field of design and beyond. To explore these conversations and additional content, visit designtochange.online. For now, let's start the conversation. Conversation. All right, welcome to the World Education Congress. Here we are with Leanne Calderwood and with Jillian. Jillian, you have started the uh, this this thing that I think is fascinating, right? Books, and not just the yes. books, but the conversation about the books. Mm-hmm. And we still owe you some books. <laughs> you do indeed owe me some books. Exactly. In the making, yes. The Event Profs Book Club. Now, that's very cool. Now, we are coming to you here from the World Education Congress in San Francisco. We're in Moscone Center. Uh, we're in this little audio bubble here at the Event Design Studio. Uh, Leanne, tell us, you've been... Um, what was the first World Education Congress you ever went to? Oh, goodness. I... I honestly don't think I remember it was so long ago but the one that comes to mind this week for a lot of reasons was St. Louis St. Louis and I've been thinking about St. Louis a lot um, I think because we also went to a ball stadium we mm-hmm. went to Bush Stadium mm-hmm. and we also went to City Hall mm-hmm. <laughs> so I feel like it's lather rinse repeat just doing it in San Francisco how many years later but I do feel like that was eight or nine or maybe even ten years ago it's been a while and this is actually you? my first. Your very first. My very first WEC. Ah. So what's interesting, with MPI just turning 50, and quite a series of world education congresses, uh, we now have the unique opportunity to be observers of behaviors because people are coming up the escalators here in the second floor. We just had a lunch announcing next year's destination. Tell us, what did you see at that luncheon? I had to pop away for an appointment because ah. it is my first WEC and I'm, I'm running around quite a bit. To find the right people with the right appointments. Leanne, were you at the lunch? I, I was. And I love this question because I, th- I saw diversity. You mm-hmm. know, it's the first time we're going outside of North America to mm-hmm. do WEC, mm-hmm. um, which means we're going to have some pretty diverse voices in education mm-hmm. and attendees um, coming next year. Um, Jillian and I are both Canadians, so the WECs that we always remember the most, or at least the ones that always come to mind, are the ones that have been held in Canada. Um, So I think next year, that's going to be the one that people won't forget. Um, It's going to leave its mark, and so I'm pretty excited about it. Mm -hmm. Excellent. So it was just announced 12 to 15 June 2023 Mm -hmm. will be uh, Riviera Maya, Mexico, Mm -hmm. Caribbean uh, chapter. Of MPI is going to be hosting, as you said, the first time outside of the US and Canada. Now, one of the challenges we took on is that um, we have a design studio right behind us in which we are designing here in San Francisco what uh, people are experiencing and taking that information in to design possible prototypes from next year's event. Um, so, the fourth and final kind of design sprint will take place in a minute with my colleague Garrett Yesen here behind me. And um, different stakeholders were analyzed in terms of, let's say, their needs and what they will be bringing or what they're looking for next year at this event. Um, having gone to eight of these events, or let's say over a number of years, <laughs> you've, you've, you've seen these events coming up. 
Um, what do you think has changed more, you or the event? Mm. Uh, wow, I think, well, I feel like I have changed significantly from my first event, which yes. was as a, a corporate planner, mm -hmm. which was 15, 16 years ago, and I've moved through so many iterations of my career between now and then. Mm -hmm. But the events have always also changed as well. Um, I was, I've been a longtime member, and I was at the first hosted buyer um, event that MPI had with WEC. Mm -hmm. um, the trade show every single year has evolved, and I think this has been such a great iteration this year. What they've done, and I hope, I hope they keep some of those elements going into Mexico. Mm -hmm. um, I think the education has changed, obviously, and mm -hmm. this year's education was probably the biggest leap coming out of pandemic year mm -hmm. and coming out of a time when diversity and um, inclusion needs to take center stage. Yeah. So the education, I think, has moved beyond event best practices, which I get is really what Event Design Canvas is about, but it's also included those other soft skills. Awesome. And I would like to add to that. So yeah. it's my first time attending, as I said, but mm -hmm. I'm attending on behalf of Brain Dates. Okay. And what was really interesting for a first time is community exchange was leveraging Brain Dates. So having those intentional conversations and being able to find who do you actually want to speak with and what about, and being in that driver's seat has very much been the focus of Hosted Buyer and all of the sessions that we've been attending. And so by leveraging brain dates and having those conversations, we've just been taking it a step further of being able to own our own experience and our learning. Mm -hmm. yeah. So it's interesting how Jillian Cardinal is now orchestrating brain dates and doing this event pros book club and all these other things that you are bringing into the mix as a first time attendee. Mm -hmm. If you were to redo your first time attendee experience, do you have any like things where you think, okay, here's something that we, in Mexico could have, um, could have an impact to the first time attendee uh, experience? Hmm. Ooh, interesting. So one of the things that I was thinking about was how we actually take part in the greater city Mm -hmm. And not just necessarily for charity, but when you have, again, all of these beautiful collective minds and imagination within this building. Yeah. And there are some different, let's say, rooms for improvement and where we're going or what we could be bringing for perspective. If they have a sticky problem as well, what yeah. if we were to put our ideas, our experiences to the city and the destination itself or how we can leave a mark upon it when we leave the city versus mm -hmm. just coming into it, enjoying it, and exiting. Mm -hmm. yeah. mm -hmm. So how do you contribute the brain power that's on site here? There's you know, thousands of people getting together mm -hmm. for three days. Uh, that's a significant amount of brain power if you orchestrate it. We amalgate a few of the brains here, but to design the future state of what this could be, I think it's a, that's a terrific idea, um, Jillian. We're going to take that uh, into the rapid prototyping rounds that are going to come up very soon with the, with the chapter and the, and the initiators. Um, now, one of the things that I dearly remember about a number of this, these events that I've gone to is that at different stages of your career, you have different needs, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. I'm looking out here in front of me and I see uh, two very young participants, one of them being my son, I had a feeling. which is the first time that he's been to this World Education Congress <laughs> and somebody that uh, he met um, you know, in the Future Leader Forum. Now, this year at the Future Leader Forum, there were uh, only very few students that participated and none of them dared to submit a design project, apparently, or a project that normally gets submitted. And this generation told us just in the recent sprint that they feel it's quite daunting to be in front of a live audience and have to talk to people. And, and we just gave them the task to recruit 15 new people to come and join the design sprint. And uh, 
that is challenging for them to connect to other human beings in life form, right? It's something that in the last two years they may have not have as an, have had as an experience. Do you remember when you were first coming to WC, or it's, it is your first time, Jillian? You don't look like the shy type, right? But how does it feel to be immersed in this group of thousands of people after having been behind our little screens for the last, you know, 24 plus months? Mm -hmm. Leanne, how do you how do you how do you well, remember I'm your first? Well, I'm an introvert, a yeah. very very introverted introvert, and mm. so these events um, have always left me a little bit exhausted at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, But also being on social media, it's helped to break the ice with yeah. everyone that I've met. Okay. Um, and I think that's one of the reasons that I gravitate to social media prior to getting into an event like this is I cannot do small talk. So let's get the small talk over on the socials and, uh, and then we can, we can do that. Deep talk immediately. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Let's dive in. And so when you when you talk about these young leaders struggling to connect with people, I find mm. that actually fascinating because mm -hmm. they're obviously more social than some of the older generations. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> so so I wonder if there's some some way to uh, I suppose teach these young leaders um, different ways to engage even prior to a live um, a live interaction. I'm not sure. Just throwing stuff out there. Go I ahead, Jillian. <laughs> I feel like we could have a whole huge conversation about just that because yes. just because we're social on social media doesn't mean that we actually know once we're in this sort of situation how, how to, to make connect. the most of it mm. and how to be very intentional when we're having those conversations of who we're going to be meeting, how we're presenting ourselves, flexing that muscle as well because mm -hmm. that's something else. And we talk about that comfort level of going up to someone, hi, I'm Jillian, what do you do? Mm -hmm. Yes. How do we break that? And so when we think of this up-and-coming generation who for a number of years now has been learning behind the screen and only engaging behind the screen, they don't have that comfort as far as the serendipitous mm -hmm. moments of how to make the most of it and mm -hmm. knowing that it's okay to be a bit uncomfortable because we all kind of have that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then just going with it. I'm surprised that Zoom wasn't able to kind of help Look, they break caught that a fish. ice. Oh yeah, they did. Oh, Amani, oh, Amani, Amani's the best. So, yeah. so for those listening to this, I'm wondering what what is this all about? Right? We're sitting at Moscone Center, second floor. We're looking at the escalators. Participants are walking past in this open space called the lab, and uh, two students are recruiting people for the design sprints. And mm -hmm. I'm talking to uh, Leanne and, and and Jillian here about their experiences of you know having gone to many of these events and the first mm -hmm. participant perspective from from uh, from you um, what besides you know breaking ice on social media and, and reaching out to people but if you don't have a network yet like a new student or somebody that just came out of school Victoria was just telling me you know over lunch um, that you know she was she was talking and thinking about going to do a master's degree in this field she's interested in connecting to this industry but she finds it hard to find a door to knock on There are so many seemingly open doors, but where where do they start? Yeah. Right? What's what's the braiding point for them to fall into this? You're looking at me, Jillian, like I should say a magic word, but you know the mentorship programs that MPI has or other associations. Mm -hmm. um, maybe it's time we revisit that model to make sure that these young people are getting plugged in, yeah. um, and and ensuring that they have some sort of of leadership, someone that has gone before them. Yeah. Um, and I'm not familiar anymore with the mentorship program at MPI, but perhaps that's something that they need to 
explore again now that we're coming out of the pandemic and we've got a brand new workforce, literally brand new um, compared to two or three years ago. So imagine we have every year for the past three, four years, 25 universities that are training 800 to 1,000 uh, students in the Event Design Certificate Young Professionals Program. Some of them may be listening to this podcast. How about we initiate a mentorship program right now as sure. we're here, right? Sure. Could, could or may we add your LinkedIn uh, links, because I know you are uh, uh, not just you know on LinkedIn, but you are one of the experts that's teaching this industry how to use that effectively. Uh, uh, Leanne, would, would you be willing to add your LinkedIn to the comments of this uh, space and see if uh, potential listeners might actually say, I'd like to mentor this youth, or if you're somebody that's looking to connect and hasn't found the connection, maybe you know, a perfect stranger could connect you on LinkedIn or reach out to you or to Jillian mm -hmm. to actually say, hey, I'm actually interested in this, mm -hmm. not just to go to the beach in Riviera Maya, but to actually go and, you know, contribute to this industry or see how we, how we can actually amp up the workforce that is so required, right? And this is not just, just a job for people that work in hotels. Events are little villages, mm -hmm. right? Um, mm -hmm. They need mayors, they need... Um, everything that's connected to the way that this community functions, mm -hmm. would you be willing to do that? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Oh, for sure. Okay. Mm -hmm. I'll join the tribe. Anybody can, you know, reach out to us to yes. make sure they connect, right? Yes. Um, I want to put a significant effort into place. Maybe we can each use our networks to kind of spread this out. Happy. Some people are readers and, you know, will find books that, that might be super relevant, but just being, uh, just being in the books doesn't help you to start the conversation you know about what is going to create your network and build it in your professional life so yep. that's um, why you need the community around it yes. exactly so For the sure. community <laughs> around it well you're building a community around the event props book club right how does that work how does that work so going also with everything that you do it's iterated so many different times so what started in 2019 is completely different than how it is now mm -hmm. so being able to bring in different sorts of topics and authors and thought leaders on a variety of titles that are of interest to us as people not just as event planners to make us more of a holistic person mm -hmm. is the way that it's evolved so it's not just a digital conversation and writing now we're actually forming conversation community and it's just growing from there and then who knows what it's going to be like in six months from now because we just play around and test it out so if people want to be part of that or are interested in that, they will find the link in the comments of this podcast as well? They will absolutely find the link to the yeah. website. Yep. Yeah. Is there a hashtag that people can look for right now if they're impatient and cannot read the links because they're driving in their car? <laughs> the handle would be the Event Profs BC. I use more so on LinkedIn on the website, eventpropsbookclub.com. All right, love that. So Google that, see if you can find it, connect to Jillian. Yes. Leanne, any last tips for our auditors that are listening to this podcast about how to be relevant in this industry? Oh, wow. Great question. Um, well, relevancy is what you make of it for sure. And I think getting involved, um, Jillian, you know, created the Event Props Book Club. Um, you don't have to create anything from scratch. I think um, getting involved, uh, volunteering, whether it's with MPI or another industry association, mm -hmm. um, and sharing your gifts is one way to stay relevant and to learn new skills. Awesome. Well, thank you for joining me here briefly in the Event Design Podcast Studio. Uh, Leanne, Jillian, uh, it was a pleasure. Uh, we're going to meet again very soon, someplace. Yes. Our next EDC next programs time. will be in Montreal, so <laughs> who knows? That's uh, awesome. At the end of August, 23rd to 25th. Uh, so we're coming to Canada. Um, for now, thank you for joining us here in this uh, 50th anniversary edition of the World Education Congress and hope to have more time with you very soon again. Thank, thank you for you. the opportunity. Bye. This has been another episode of the Design to Change Designer Conversation Series. 
Explore these conversations and additional content at designtochange.online. Want more right now? Tune into the backstage episode of this conversation and hear what the experts discuss offstage.